Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. Sort of. Today we are going to watch something. We're going to watch some competition reality because tis the season, folks. Around the holidays, Ashley and I are stumped for what to watch to make ourselves feel good, especially this year. And so once again, we chose a baking show on Food Network. That's right. We will be talking about dun, 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 dun. Ha- the holiday gingerbread. Showdown. That's right. We needed to look up the name. Took us 25 minutes and we still didn't remember it. (laughs) That's how memorable these shows are, folks. These shows are the same show. Don't expect much as far as commentary. I do have some things to say. Ashley loves it. When I go, man, we got nothing. Ashley goes, I got some things. And then we'll get to those things and those things will most likely be like, now what's the deal with that lady? Now I have some beef with the winner. Some beef with the winner. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. I fell asleep during her episode. We Let's did not be watch... honest, Nick. You didn't. You didn't watch ninety percent of yeah, the three episodes I, no I watched. I have last no night. idea. You didn't really watch it either. You were on your phone. I was painting my nails at times, but I was watching. Well, listen. I don't mean to bury the fact that you know I don't <laughs> of what kind of content we have for the uh, second half of the show, but I do want you to get your hopes lowered. Lower those hopes, folks. Because why are uh, you telling them to lower their hopes? Well, because that's, I, this is how I feel about about today's show, and I think it's it's fine. I to hate be honest. when you do this. Why? Because <laughs> you did this with our Halloween episode. You were like, "I've got nothing well, to say about Halloween," and here I am sitting Halloween. prepared with a lot of topics. Here, I have topics for you. There's two differences here. Okay, number one is Halloween. I like Halloween, and I was more disappointed in the fact that we it didn't seem like we had done enough content. Uh, and then watching. what happened? One then of the we best had a lot. episodes. We had of, a lot. Yeah, and I got some. I got questions for you today. Yeah. I have prepared to- material today. I don't care about this holiday. What? And so I and I also feel ill prepared for the show. So it's like a double whammy. You know wow. what I mean? Well, I think you need to just take that. Um, just go ahead and pick that wedgie out of your butt because something's up there and it's screwing with your tube. Yeah, there's something up there and it ain't a wedgie. <laughs> What is it? It's that attitude of yours. <laughs> Listen, right? I have topics to discuss. One, how do you feel about elves on the shelf? I think it's creepy. What do you think? I used to love an elf on the shelf as a child. It was one of my favorite toys around Christmas time. I would play with a little elf that would sit on the shelf. I don't understand this. I, I feel like all of a sudden this idea of an elf on the shelf is everywhere I never heard of it when I was a kid. That wasn't a thing that we did. You really had an elf on the shelf yeah. when you were in a kid they in would, the 80s, they babe? Would, they would sell little elves, and what they, they would sit up straight, but their legs would dangle, and you'd put them on a shelf, and their legs would just dangle. It would be like kind of a Christmas ornament for your own house, something that you wouldn't usually put on a Christmas tree. And the idea is that it's one of it's like Santa's eyes, so you better be good because it's watching you. Never fucking heard that. That's what I heard never that it's about. Never heard that. The idea is it's one of Santa's like agents and he's infiltrating your home and he stands on the shelf or or sits on the shelf and he watches you so you better be good because he's reporting everything back santa is creepy as hell what the santa is a creep oh my god should we play our santa sketch (laughs) from uh no from the at-home film festival no nick nick was a santa in this uh youtube live show i do every month called the at-home film festival and he was a uh, a really disheveled down on his luck santa we will be posting the clip online but i don't think it's reality blows appropriate why you talk about having sex with animals you don't think that's reality (laughs) 
blows appropriate. <laughs> wow, this really has run <laughs> off the rails in the first five minutes. Folks, have you? Do you want more of this? <laughs> Untethered raw material from your favorite podcast hosts, Nick and Ashley. Well, get over to patreon.com forward slash reality blows and sign up for the blowness tier. That's right. Five bucks a month gets you two blowness episodes each and every month. You know, I think that we've actually done a really great job. Like I was about to say that um, the majority of podcast episodes this year from us have just been truly unhinged. Like we sound like two people who are just staring at each other all of the time and um, are on just constantly (laughs) (laughs) just uh, always a moment away from losing it. I think we've done a good job. We've made some entertaining pods. Remember when that was the international sign for crazy person? Nick is running his finger up and down his lips. They know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Nobody under the age of 41 listens to this show. They know this. Um, So, you know, uh, Ash, I agree with you. I think we do a lot. We do a lot with very, very little. And uh, I think uh, the fans appreciate it, too. Um, I listened to a podcast the other day to fall asleep. I mean, there are podcasts out there for every possible reason. People might not be applying this podcast for the reasons that we think they are. You know, right. They may be using this for other things. You know, To maybe, fall asleep. Maybe they know. Yeah, maybe. And I, who could fall asleep to this? This would keep your ass up. Yeah. Our voices. It's a jolt. It's a jolt. It might be to wake people up. Maybe they're doing like Bam Margera pranks on their dad and they're hiding speakers in their room and in that five o'clock in the morning like our voices go off there's a lot of different ways but i listened to this podcast i believe it's called come sleep with me or something like that yeah i've heard of uh, this it's a guy with a very monotone voice and he you know the whole podcast is you put this on and he will talk you to sleep and not in an asmr way I, i i used it the other night mostly because i was i was up but i also was kind of curious about it did it work? It did work. I fell asleep. I would have fallen asleep no matter what, so I can't 100% claim that it was because of this. But this guy's whole deal is that he does not talk about anything that you would be interested in listening to and and foregoing your sleep for. So, like, the topic will be just some random topic. You is know? like reading the dictionary? No, it's, it's not even that. He'll be like, you know, I want to talk to you about the time. I want to talk to you about, you know, uh, uh, Star Trek. Um, cause I was a big fan of Star Trek and they usually have, um, a lot of episodes and he tells you in the beginning that I'm going to go on a lot of tangents and just follow those tangents and we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, feel free to fall asleep whenever. And he just keeps talking in the same monotone way and he'll start talking about a subject. Then he'll be like, you know, I really used to like TV when I was a kid and being a kid is really fun to watch TV. And, you know, you're listening to this because the TV isn't on and, and you want something to fall asleep to. And this would be a great way to fall asleep in my opinion. But, um, you you should do this. You should take this guy's idea. And so he, (laughs) just he'll go on little tangents that mean nothing he talks in circles and eventually your brain just goes this is nothing and falls asleep and it's like a two hour long podcast and he has like hundreds of these things and the topics really don't matter it's just some boring guy talking about a boring subject and that's what the whole podcast is for so who knows what people are using reality blows for you know maybe that's true maybe some people are using this as some sort of an aphrodisiac you know i was thinking the same thing you know there could be some people out there that needed to spice up their you know marriage and, mm-hmm. and dim the light you know when people put on like smooth jazz before they get romantic at night maybe they're popping on one of our reality blows podcasts and then slow dancing and slow dancing to our docile tones that's right 
Uh, is it? I don't know if docile. I think you're looking for dulcet. <laughs> yeah. But docile is fun, and neither apply. Well, there you go. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I, I hate to get down on our content sometimes on this show. I do realize we do do a version of the guy who talks about nothing so people fall asleep. It's just our own version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I think you're trying to say that our podcast is nothing. Our podcast recently has been sort of nothing. I mean, we don't have a category. Yeah. Right? Well, are we comedy? Li- is this lifestyle? Yeah, it's relationship advice, right? Under SoundCloud, I click. I click the. We can't uh, put this out. I click the subheading. <laughs> we do every week. I click the subheading entertainment. Yeah, it's isn't that broad? How no, broad is that? It's entertaining. Listen, can we talk about my TikTok? So this is what I'm talking about. I'm trying to, uh, you know, uh, keep keep uh, this topic at bay because I know Ashley is 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 chomping at the bit to talk about TikTok, and and once we let Ashley talk about talk. She's going to be talking about talk for a while. Ashley is obsessed. Yeah, it's taken over my brain. Listen, I'm just Googling docile tones real quick. It's not docile. It's dulcet. (laughs) Now, um, let's... I just don't believe you. Go ahead. I don't believe you. I was going to cut you off, but go ahead. I'd love to see you get embarrassed twice Okay, you're right. It is dulcet. Yes! You're right. I am a linguist. I am a word master. Yeah, you are. You're so smart, babe. I am so smart, and I've never read a full book. How does that make you feel? That's not true. Well, a docile seems to work as well, a though. Docile could work. Because I mean, it's you could like say, a submissive yeah, tone. Yeah, neither dulcet Wow, is... I meant docile tones. No, you meant dulcet. I, no, I meant docile. I meant, I meant submissive. I meant stossel tones. How dare you? So, okay. Um, Ashley. What's up? Has a, a br- I'm talking to the people. Oh. When I look away. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? By my eyes. Now, people out there, let me just tell you something. Ashley, people out there. Oh, you're doing something different now. <laughs> See, this is interesting. I'm actually trying to get the show on the road, and you're trying to take us off road again. Get the show on the road. Get the show on the road. Get it out of the ditch. Ashley is obsessed with TikTok and for good reason. Listen, I decided to start using TikTok last week and um, I put up about four videos, four just little snippet videos, and then one of them went viral. I don't think this counts as going viral. It 100% does. It has over half a million views that is what is called going viral no, on tiktok see i think i think okay. i looked it up i googled it here's the thing i googled and I hate it to be the person that's already raining on your parade again nick get out but here's the thing i think to, in order to go viral i feel like it has to spread to other places so if people were putting your tiktok on twitter and on instagram and sharing it on youtube and the news talked about it a little bit somewhere in their entertainment section of entertainment tonight or whatever then i feel like that goes viral like chocolate rain that's i viral. said going viral on tiktok that was the language no, i used i think it does well on tiktok it's no, doing it well went on TikTok. viral babe no, no you can't call it viral because i can i googled it i went into it a doesn't TikTok mean viral forum. that's not viral if it just okay if if a tweet does really well on Twitter, yeah, that does that doesn't mean viral. I think you're using the term wrong. Vi- I think I, it does. You had a great tweet. You've babe. you've completed. You've scored. You've scored a grand slam in the Twitter universe. That doesn't mean viral. Now, if that trickles out of 
uh, Twitter into the other parts of our society. Don't you think you're just being a little? Don't you think you're being a little? Aren't you embarrassed by what a hard ass you're being right now? We need to start being more serious about (laughs) these things, guys. People are throwing these words around like crazy. Why wouldn't you give this to me? I'm giving it to you. No, you're not. You're fighting it every second. (laughs) Like, I haven't had a win in a good two or three years now. So over half... That's not true. Uh, How about when I fucking proposed to your ass? (laughs) (laughs) October and a half ago. October 24th, 1994. And that wasn't a win. That wasn't a win. Listen, I haven't had a career win in a while. So just, you know, just very sort of um, off, uh, you know, just kind of a lackadaisical TikTok. I just threw it up there. I think it's a lackadaisical. God, I can't. I'm not doing this episode (laughs) with you today. Listen, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you're annoying me. I know I'm mispronouncing things, but just let me do that. That's my disorder, okay? That's my issue. Okay, I apologize. Let's reset. Let's no. reset. I'm going to reset. I'm yeah, going to reset in a good way. you better reset. You better introduce this viral about, video. Am I allowed to talk about the person that you speak to about some of the, or the people you speak to about some of this stuff? Can I mention that? My manager? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So your manager told you that you should possibly be using social media in specific ways uh, rather than kind of willy-nillying it because i think at this time you had a tiktok but you never put one up you have twitter you have instagram you're a normal user of those things but i would say if you could see some of our uh, contemporaries who are doing well on these platforms they are taking it seriously it's like a job and so um you had been advised to take it a little bit more seriously And you were given some guidelines on how to do so, which is times to post, when to post, how many times to post on each and every different social platform, because each and every different social platform has a different set of rules and algorithms, correct? Yeah, well, it's been three platforms. So she kind of gave me like an idea about Instagram and Twitter, but I found those to that that guidance to not be necessarily helpful. That's not true. I, I did find it to be helpful, but I'm already kind was kind of doing that. Is what it feels like. Right. It wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't helpful. It was more like, yes, this I understand this. I'm just maybe not yes. doing it as much as I should be. And exactly. this is a good kick in the pants to start doing what I know I should be doing on the gram and the Twitter. Yeah. And then I was like, What about TikTok? And she was like, It's fun. Just like start posting once a day. And so I was like, Okay. And so I posted, you know, four days in a row. I think this was my fifth thing I put up. And then it just took off. I posted this thing. It's fifteen seconds, right? And then I put my phone down. I walk away. Nick and I are watching something. I come back. I look at my phone. I'm like, babe, this has 5,000 views. And Nick was like, what? When did you post it? And I was like, 30 minutes ago. Then we just watched it grow all night. It was so exciting, wasn't it? To refresh the screen. Yeah, and into the morning, really. And uh, eventually tapped out at about a half a million views on tiktok yeah it's actually at i think 690 right now so we should stop right now and tell the folks who have tiktok follow ashley on tiktok yeah follow me i'm gonna keep putting stuff up what is it my name ashley brooke roberts yeah that's That's it that's it so anyway it was absolutely thrilling okay thrilling but now I kind of have a little bit of uh, how do we say pressure. Let's, you're going. You're going too fast. Okay. Okay. Remember, slow down. Remember, Let it it's the holiday baking championship. <laughs> we're, we're cruising to right now, so we do want to push that off as as much as possible. Sorry, folks. I, I'll tell you a big win here is if we never get to it. 
Now, um, yeah, so let me take you back to this night. So Ashley, yeah, she shows me the 5,000. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And, and, the, and the TikTok that you did, I would, I'm going to say this. It's nothing. You're not flying or swimming across the ocean. It's not a, you're just doing something that you do well. You're being cute. You're being funny. Uh, you're being personable. And people are intrigued by what you're talking about. Now, I will say this. Thank you, baby. And I will say that, by the way, you have redeemed yourself. Thank you. I will say that. um, That's been the show, folks. This TikTok, it was previously a tweet. So I had tweeted this like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I'll just make a TikTok out of it. Um, Because I was just trying to put one up a day. And it was getting late in the day. And I was like, shit, I don't have anything to do. I'll just do this TikTok. Now, 690,000 views later, how many... How much attention do you think this tweet got? So it's got it's got almost 700,000 views on TikTok. How many favorites and retweets do you think it got? The same thing. The, the origin tweet. The origin from, tweet. From months ago. Yeah, from weeks ago. From weeks ago. I would say you got um, 11 likes and four retweets. I got 17 likes and zero retweets. <laughs> And now, cut to, I have almost 3,000 followers on TikTok. I, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just, I'm saying that, like, this was a wild roller coaster. And um, I think everybody should get on TikTok. It's fun. So, Ashley is already, uh, she's already done talking about TikTok. I've lost it. I, so, no. So, let me, let me, let me go back and do what I wanted to do. Here. Yeah, do it. Do so, it. we started at five, five grand. All right. We're looking at 5K here. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Because the videos before like, that. And then like about a half hour we checked in. And yeah, the videos before that. Got like had, 200 views yeah, or something. So, uh, so I something, knew something was something up. Something was up. So then uh, we check in again like an hour later and it's got like 20,000 views. And we're like, whoa, that's a big jump. Yeah. So then we go back and we look and she's got like 35,000 views like in, in, in another hour, another 15,000 views. And then it just starts picking up quicker where it's just like every time she refreshes, she's got like another thousand views on this thing. And people are commenting. Now there's tens and tens of comments and people are liking the thing and people are having conversations about it. And Ashley's now being advised to uh, interact with the conversations. And now we're looking at it and now it's at 100,000 views couldn't believe it and we're like what's going on at this point ashley starts to shake i lock up my phone i locked up my phone she starts to shake she doesn't know what's going on she's panicking she's holding her phone up in the air staring at it she doesn't know what to do she bought this kitchen uh what is it called is a kitchen safe have we talked about this i think so but let's let's really refresh quick, really quick um ashley bought for herself this thing called a kitchen safe which is somewhere where you can put something you want to lock away from yourself for however many hours or days that you want to and ashley has been using it for her cell phone when it gives her anxiety because she keeps swiping and checking and this and that so then uh, she'll put it away so she had to put it away i mean it was too exciting for her and then of course i had to check for her every once in a while so i would check you know eventually this thing goes you know three hundred thousand views and ashley has got stars in her eyes she is basically a star i mean it's like i can't believe it i've made it nick i'll never forget you lily <laughs> where are you i'll forget it your dad will take care of you she's packing a bag um i'm like what's going on over here and you're like i'm a fucking viral star 
fuck you. Like, basically, the attitude changes immediately. Wow, how and dare you? And that's when I start having to say <laughs> stuff like, listen, I'm not too sure you want to give up this quickly on, on, on being a starving artist. I think you still need to try here. Ashley's like, no way. I've done it. I've broken Nick, through. this is not I'm what happened at all, people. I'm, and yeah, it was basically what it was. No. And so I had to let you know that I, I think maybe on TikTok, having one video that has hit this type of a peak might not be... Might not be enough for you to break through and be like a TikTok star. And Ashley's I like, no fucking way. I'm a no, fucking star. No, back it Fuck up. Off. I never said I was sorry, a star. Sorry, Willie. And you Lily's just kept looking being at like... Willie. And, she, and she's like, oh, sorry. I thought you were a boy named Willie. I forgot who you were, Lily. You're my cat. I remember now. But no. nonetheless, get out of my fucking face she's wearing sunglasses around the house she clearly has coke nose i'm like you're doing coke already like you're not even a star yet where did you get that and you were like your grandma sold it to me and i was like what the fuck's going on i need to talk about the aftermath because it was such a rush days of this of just refreshing and getting these views and um at first it was it, it felt so good you know i don't know why you just feel like i mean i do know why you i felt seen which is a great feeling and as a performer that hasn't been on stage since february it was really it hit that spot you know that it was like five hundred thousand laughs right yeah all at once and so now i'm just like okay so now what like i guess i just gotta keep putting up stuff and hope it happens again there's a now I have some anxiety. Nick, walk me through that. The artistic mindset. Well, now the issue is the follow up. This is the follow up, and the people I talked to, I, I I reached out to my friend Sarah, who's an artist. Yeah, back up. I'm I said I don't you want you to take over, and now all of I a don't sudden. want you to take over anymore because I, I will say that you know Nick is did downplay this he he was like well come on half a million views on tiktok isn't really that exciting you know it's not that big of a deal and i was like what are you talking about this is a huge deal um and what was that that was an alarm for me to post something on instagram in 15 minutes oh well okay see we're, we're over here influencing that's things. right that's right i'm gonna start posting on my instagram again because of ashley's uh um the way that she's been running her social media, I've decided I should do a little bit more. Get out of this old depression cave of the internet that I'm living in and go out and see the world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, let's take a walk around. Now, you're saying that I downplayed it. I, I did downplay it a little bit because I think I know a little bit more. I don't know why. It's probably because <laughs> I'm, for some reason, I just think I'm smarter than you. Listen, all right? In this in this sense, where I, I know that you're on social media more than me. You like have a Twitter and you tweet and you use Instagram way more than I do. And you're, hell, you're actually on you're on uh, uh, TikTok now. And I'm not really on TikTok. I have one, but I don't post any videos on there. You're obviously up on this. Your manager's talking to you about this. You get it. Here's what I've taken from being on all these apps and seeing how things go when you post something and it does well. To me... TikTok, it seems really 
not easy, but it seems easier to get a million people to see your thing and react to your thing on TikTok because of how quick people f go through videos and the algorithms over there. Because I'm looking at a lot of people who are people that we kind of know. Maybe we don't know them for sure, or maybe, but some of them we do. We're good friends with. And I'm looking, and they've been they started doing what you did like at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And now it's six months later, and they have you know fifty thousand followers, and like every other video gets close to you know a hundred thousand five hundred thousand views so so what i'm saying is you're at you you've done it you've got yourself on the radar yeah and now it's time to keep doing that now you need the next one to at least get a couple hundred thousand views now you're not you got to keep pushing so the idea of getting this one thing that got viewed uh five hundred thousand times to me if this was Twitter yeah. and it got 500,000 retweets or yeah. even likes, you would be a superstar. Right. You really would. Imagine no, you got half a million uh, retweets no on Twitter. You would be, that people TikTok... would call you and be like, hey, Ashley, do you have a manager? We're looking for people to do this yeah, stuff. Yeah, no one's arguing that TikTok and Twitter are the same. I think on the day, on day one when this happened, I think you were trying no, to play I that wasn't. game. No, I wasn't. I was really just do. excited. <laughs> like, let me I just really be. Do. I can't believe you wouldn't just let me be excited about it. I was not trying to play the game that it's the same at all. I was just enjoying a win. A desperately needed, and, a desperately needed win. And it win. was an incredible win and you know that we hugged and danced over it a few times but like maybe like day three when you're still carrying your phone around I mean like do you check the numbers on the I'm like well I think it's over now Ash I think it's now to put out another fucking TikTok that does well I wasn't like that on day three let's see the follow-up it was more like I had a conversation with my manager and then I got off the phone and Nick was like did she tell you that it's not that big of a deal that you got all those views and I was like actually she didn't she was really excited what do you have to say about that, Nick? Oh, the person you have on, on a payroll is is saying stuff that makes you feel good. I can't oh, all right. Well, you. I guess that I, I'm eating crow over here. Let's talk about the artistic journey, okay? Well, can we talk? Is this going to lead up to the the follow up of this and yes, the panic? Yes, I'd it? like to talk about it. Please, so I please. I reached out to Sarah, my best friend from high school, because she's an artist and she spends a lot of time thinking about like you know the art the artist mindset. So we were just discussing it and she's like, it's so interesting because I was just thinking about how when bands have a hit, like a real banger, how you can tell that there are other, what? a, a real, real banger. A real banger? Yeah. What kind of a band are we talking about that has a banger? Okay. A band that has a huge hit. Can you drop the attitude? And what are we talking about? Like, God, you're are so we jealous. About, like, are we you're so about? jealous of my TikTok <laughs> I'm success. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> So, well, hold on. Uh, Just get on what TikTok, What kind of a band dude. are we talking about? you talking about the Rolling Stones? Well, like, what are we TikTok talking about? and start putting out your own vids. What are we talking about here? I'm just saying when a band has a huge hit, okay. there is this pressure to um, make like music, you know, that sounds like that hit and how a lot of times the follow-up cannot have the same effect. It can feel like their heart's not in it. Now, let me say, you we're talking about maybe a band who has a great first album, uh, sells a lot, critics love it. Now you got to do the follow-up and what often follows that is... The sophomore, the sophomore effort. Slump. The sophomore slump. <laughs> not the sophomore effort. The sophomore... <laughs> I like how you sort of knew, but didn't. The sophomore slump. So you're worried about the sophomore slump, and uh, your friend's telling you 
is, is explaining this to you or who's you, you said yeah that? Sarah and I were just talking about that in right. terms of band mm-hmm. and she was saying that like ultimately she thinks that it's about did why you know, did do you, you know have the, to interrupt me right the blue now blue album from Weezer <laughs> hu- huge album huge album yeah. okay it's got Buddy Holly on it it's got the sweater song everybody loves it it's got music videos the Buddy Holly music video is incredible on MTV it rocks the house it brings alternative music almost kind of brings emo music up to the forefront and they have to follow that up and they followed it up with a little album called Pinkerton and the critics I don't think liked it and it did not sell very well Pinkerton one of the greatest albums of all time looked back on as one of the greatest albums of all time okay so you tell me what a sophomore slump is I don't know what I, I'm okay, just saying you can't cool. you can't rate what your next tw- TikTok is actually gonna be until 30 years later, we'll look back on this sophomore effort. Okay, babe. So just hold on. So Sarah's saying like, well, if you want to, you know, she's like, I think that the missing ingredient oftentimes is um, like a true sense of playfulness and fun. Because when you have this like weird pressure you're putting on it, you're trying to recreate something you've already done. You know, when people, when you're, when you're putting something out there into the universe and then people are like, yes, we love that. You have a tendency to be like, oh, you love that? Okay, I'll do more of that. And oftentimes it's in that like trying to recreate something that you really lose your sense of self. So, and sense of play and sense of fun. So she's like, ultimately you just have to keep making stuff and try and have it in that same sort of flippant, um, you know, remember that you're having fun. Remember this is for fun and, and enjoy it that way. Don't get serious about it. Um, and then I talked to someone else who is um, a very successful TV writer and showrunner who has gone viral a couple of times. And I asked their opinion and they were like, they basically said the same thing. They were like, you just have to remind yourself that you made something um, not expecting people to pick up on it. Just You just made something that was true to yourself without putting pressure on it and people responded to that. And so it's just good to keep that in mind and just try and always approach it um, in a lighthearted way and just know that like what you're making um, will resonate with people in a way you can't expect or predict. What do you think about that? I think it sounds nice. Yeah, and do you have any thoughts on this sophomore effort? I think you're just playing the lottery when you're doing TikTok. I mean, yeah, when you play the lottery, some people feel like they have strategy with lottery, you know, so they play a certain amount of numbers, they rotate lucky numbers, they play the same couple of scratch offs you know they don't want to play you know they hit a little on a scratch off so they play a different scratch off because they feel like oh that one's you know the, the slot machines you know when one gets hot so you're playing one because it gets hot or, or at least these addicts say that it gets hot and it's like oh i like this uh you know i like this dealer so i'm gonna play that they're you're pl- you're gambling here you're playing the lotto sort yeah. of here so to me the only way to uh, increase your odds of winning the lottery is to continue to buy tickets right mm-hmm. and your ticket is your video you put that out there and you hope that all three you know seven all sevens come up and uh, i would say that uh, all sevens didn't come up on your last video but cherries did and yeah. cherries is worth a lot you get a bunch of the cherries you're a rich person what right? do you mean my last video you're la- the tiktok that went quote-unquote viral oh okay so like that wasn't all sevens that was cherries. What would be all sevens to all you? All sevens would be 
somebody is all of a sudden you have a million TikTok followers mm. because of something that you did went viral, which means it got off of TikTok and got on to other places. People are making compilations of your shit and putting it on YouTube. That is viral. You click Chocolate Rain, and I think we all remember Chocolate Rain. It was it. Who knows where that started? I think YouTube, but. Jimmy Kimmel was doing had him on the next day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that's what viral is. We can't say that five hundred thousand views, not even likes or retweets. Okay, is fine, viral. babe. Your point is made. I'm saying keep shooting for the stars, Ash. Your point is made. See, look, I, what I don't like about this is <laughs> now all of the listeners hear that I've broken you down. <laughs> And you're beaten into submission. And you're literally looking at your your TikTok right now. I'm almost at 700,000. You just keep saying 500,000, so I wanted to. All right, 700,000. It might hit a million. I would imagine eventually it'll hit a million because you'll have other ones that do very well, and then that'll bring more people to your page, and they'll go through all your shit, right? So you got to keep playing the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Because I think what was happening was then, let's talk about it. That sophomore one went out, and what happened? It was bad. You hit the slump. Yeah. You hit the sophomore slump. It was getting, you know, you have uh, 700,000 uh, views here after, you know, three or four days. After two days of the other sophomore slump one, what, how, what did you get? I think I got like 800, 800 on the second. Yeah. So to me, that means, okay, I, I my numbers came up. Yeah. Great, but I'm still hungry. I'm still not rich. Yeah. I need to be rich. I need to keep playing. Every day I got to play. And you've been doing that, right? Well, I took two days off. I took the weekend off. So you did recently just put one out that maybe didn't hit hit the algorithm lotto uh, numbers, but it, it, you know. It did pretty well. It did okay, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's probably still going to continue to bounce around on the internet. It's just yeah. that you put this video out. And it was at the exact right time. You had the exact right content. Yeah. You know, it just was, it, it hit all of those little things that make ding, ding, it ding, go, ding. you know, exponentially crazy. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. still can't believe it. Nothing like that's ever happened to me. Everything <laughs> I feel like I have to work so hard for. And this really was just like, here's a thought. And then boom. Much like pulling that little lever on the slot machine. Boom. Wow. wow. So, I mean... If you, if you think about it like a, a gambling person in Atlantic City playing the slots, you don't go down there with one quarter and you play you're it. Right. And if it, you lose, you go back home you're right. with your sorry ass on the bus. No. You put you, up vids every you, day. You're, you're there every day neglecting your family, spending your last $100, <laughs> you know, getting loans from loan sharks. Yeah. Losing that money. Yep. Leaving town like the song Atlantic City. Mm. and uh that's what you're doing on tiktok okay you got to think of it in that way ash okay um you seem broken down by this no i'm not i just feel that i've i have a hundred percent milked this topic for all that it's worth (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't really have anything else to say about it and to be honest my sophomore slump isn't i'm not that concerned with it like i i do i'm more interested in it in terms of like the human experience, you know, the hell does that mean? Like, I'm just interested in like, oh, that's sort of something I'm walking through right now, and I like gathering information from other people as to what their experience is. Ultimately, I feel like I'm on this earth 
you know, I've, I've been put on this planet as a journalist. And so I'm just like, huh, that's something interesting I'm going through. It's not going to like stop me from making anything. So I'm not that worried about it. And I, I also feel like, I don't know, we said everything we could say. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. Let's talk about the ugly sweater competition. Okay, that let's we talk judge. about the uh, ugly. How is that as a transition? <laughs> it's great. You have so much. You have at least three lily cat hairs hanging out of your beard right now. What's going on with that? Did it's you put? It's did for you a rub, future TikTok? Did you rub your face into her before we started? No, but I think she's sitting on my beard while we sleep. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I gave her a brush down last night. You need to give me a brush down. (laughs) You do need a brush down. I gave her a brush down, and I guess I just hadn't done it in a while because I removed like half a cat of hair off of her, and I had a little pile of it on the floor, and I went to go get a bag to clean it up, and I came back, and Lily was licking her little pile of hair. Yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. We both caught that happening. That was weird. And she looked ashamed, like when a she kid is like picking their nose and knows they yeah. shouldn't be. It's horrible. That's terrible. Um. So Nick and I, we judged an ugly sweater competition for a diabetes charity last week, and um, I don't remember the name of it. I should. Rem- no, we don't need. You don't need a name, but it's type one diabetes. Uh, and, uh, it's interesting. Um, I have not done one of these sort of charitable, uh, situations. I don't know ever if I've ever performed for a charity. Maybe. Um, usually I'm taking all that money. I Um, I mean, arguably the at-home film fest, we're raising money every month and you're on that. That's true. That is true. So I take it all back. But, uh, JDRF. JDRF is the name of it. Um, And so they had some sort of a company Christmas party uh, where it was obviously Zoom based and there were people coming in from New York City and Chicago. And Philadelphia. And Philadelphia to just kind of do this fun activity for their office party, a pseudo office party. I'm sure a lot of people who listen to the show are sort of dealing with this right now where the company wants to throw a little party so maybe they hire some entertainment to also come on the zoom uh there's a lot of fun zoom entertainment out there and uh so ashley and i were hired i guess asked if we would uh with another comedian um the wonderful hilarious damian lemon uh to judge the office holiday uh ugly ugly sweater sweater contest ugly christmas sweater ugly holiday sweater holiday sweater competition competition. whatever so um you guys know it uh (laughs) so what we did is first of all ash and i had to get our own holiday sweaters we didn't realize that uh before but ashley had to run out to target and buy us some shitty (laughs) christmas sweaters and they were pretty shitty although ashley's was kind of cool it was like a green christmas sweater with a bunch of cats on it with like bows on their heads right or something like that and then you press like this little like protruding button by the navel and then it sung a song it's kind of cool if it didn't have that thing in in the sweater i think it would be a cool sweater to wear all year round in my opinion it's kind of funny and i like it i like the color of it but it does have that huge button that just sticks out of the stomach of it yeah it's not helping you look slim no it looks (laughs) odd um and then i uh Ashley purchased for me a ugly Christmas sweater that I don't know that was supposed to be ugly in Christmas. It was just a Friends, the television show Friends, and it all had all of the Friends names on Christmas stockings, and then it had the uh, na- the, the 
the the title of the television show under it. And you know, Friends is a fine show, but it's funny to me to be wearing a Friends Christmas sweater. To yeah. me, that's a dumb idea. Yeah, and that makes me laugh. Also, it was about three sizes too small, which um, it was very tight. Very tight. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to Target. First off, we you know we didn't have to wear the ugly sweaters, but the guy who um, asked us to do the show was like, "Hey, if you have a chance, can you go get some ugly sweaters for you guys for tomorrow? I can Venmo you some cash." And I was like, "Sure, for sure, we'll go. I'll go do that." I did go out in a snowstorm, uh, but it was all worth it because I ended up you know I bought these two sweaters on his dime, but then in a separate a separate uh, checkout order. I got two sleeves of delicious Target gourmet holiday popcorn. Nick knows what's coming. I ate one of those sleeves, and I was saving the one I was most excited for for later, which is a peppermint kettle corn. Folks, I've never not heard of a shit, Christmas okay? peppermint kettle corn Uh, we've decided we weren't eating trash until christmas eve um from thanksgiving and so far i've done pretty good ashley gave up about two weeks ago but when she never agreed to that when she says a sleeve try a tube and when we talk about a tube it's like a tube that uh that if you went to spencer's gifts and bought a pam anderson poster that's how big that fucking tube is so i hide it in the car from nick so that I can eat the the first one I eat the chocolate caramel. Never good when you're corn. when you're eating kettle corn in a car by yourself because you're I afraid what that. your fiance is going to say. But then I eventually tell him what's going on and that this peppermint peppermint bark kettle corn is in the car and I'm so excited for it. And then this freaking guy he just tells me the other day he's like, hey, by the way, I drove Nanny to Cards and uh, I gave the ladies your your popcorn. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I thought you'd be happy I got rid of it because well, it had so many calories. And listen, I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding? First off, my all grandma these ladies. Get, my grandma doesn't get out. Okay? Your grandmother doesn't eat kettle corn. No one with dentures is eating kettle corn. No one at that card game is going to eat that. That's going to go to like someone's kid or grandkid. Listen, I walked into Couldn't our bedroom it. with Ashley uh, three days prior Sitting on the comforter, uh, crisscross applesauce. She literally, the tube of of caramel corn, kettle corn, was gone. She had kettle corn all over her mouth. And she looked at me with her eyes crossed and she went, I don't feel so good. <laughs> okay, that is true. And I was like, what's going on? You went, I ain't on the kettle corn. <laughs> it was, was too like, much sugar. Yeah, it was too much sugar. I was like, oh, God. And you were like, I have another tube in the car. I'm really excited for that. And I was like, you're not getting that. That's getting thrown the fuck out as soon as I get in the car. And I forgot about it, but then when I drove my grandma to the one place she goes each week to her to her friend's house, I must have said dumb friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking I'm drink too much coffee. To her friend's house. I, I noticed there was kettle corn in there. My grandmother likes to bring stuff over. You know, these ladies, they don't do anything. They sit in their fucking homes, and then they go to this one lady's house once a week to play, what, canasta? What are they playing? Yeah, they were playing hearts for a while. Now they're playing canasta. Canasta for like four hours, and then I go and I pick her up and bring her back over here. And uh, she needs, they want to eat stuff, but my grandma, you know, if she doesn't ask me in time, there's no, we're not really going to the store that often right now. There's nothing here, so she like bags up shit in the in the in the house. And I saw what she was gonna bring. Um, she had uh, her friend had mailed her for Christmas a whole bunch of marzipan. My grandmother likes marzipan. Um, Ashley, I found out did not know what marzipan was until it showed up. And you had one. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I had more than one. I like marzipan because I don't think she's eating it, so that's fine. I like marzipan um, because they're different, usually different 
uh, shapes of uh, Fruit. fruits, but they don't have any. It does not tell you. It's all the same. It all tastes the it same. It's all the same. I freaking love it. It's so good. It's uh, almond paste. It's like amaretto. Yeah. It's good. So, um, yeah, uh, she had taken half of the marzipan tray that she was given and yeah. put it in like a Christmas bag. But, you know, she's hard of seeing. And so I, th- it was it was a sad sight. The Christmas bag. She just had, like loose marzipan? Yes, it was just loo- <laughs> loose marzipan at the bottom. And also she brought like, si- there's like scissors in the bottom of the bag. I don't know if she meant to bring it. I don't know what was going on. But I was like, oh, that's too bad. But whatever. She's getting out. She's going to have a good time. These ladies uh, uh, usually bring some cakes or something. Maybe they'll be able to eat. We uh, we got in the car sitting in her seat that I was going to bring. I hadn't been in the car since uh, you had been in the car. I went to Target. Was the fucking kettle corn. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, Nan? Take this kettle corn over there. I bet you the ladies would like it. And she was like, really? I go, yeah, it's Ashley's. But she got a tummy ache the other day eating a whole tube of this. So I think she'd be happy that we took it away. And she was like, oh, as long as she doesn't get upset. And I go, she's not going to get upset. Sent her on her way. That's not true. Her, I swear to God. I swear to God. And then I came back here, and you're like, "Where's my kettle corn? Where's my kettle corn?" Okay. Well, when you put it like that, it's baby sweet. need eaty kettle corn. Okay. I'm like, what is going on with you? When you put it like that, it's sweet. Okay. You're not in the doghouse anymore. Speaking, Speaking of, of, close that window. Hear a little yippy yappy out there. Who? There's a 98% chance belongs to us. Yeah, no, that's uh, the stupid dog Ralph that lives here. Ralph. What's um, going on? Here's what's going on. He got let out and there's either somebody outside. Or um, a squirrel. Or a squirrel. Or the wind is blowing in a weird way. Or he got let out like three minutes ago and wants to come in and barks like that because <laughs> he wants to come in. This dog sucks. <laughs> okay, listen. So I go to Target to get these sweaters in a snowstorm, by the way. because we were having one of his turds the other day. He did barehand it by accident. I, I tried to use a bag to pick up one of his doggy poop poops. And uh, when I picked it up, it was just a little hotter than normal. And then that's when I realized that there was a hole in that bag, folks. Finish the walk. I have a, um, that's so gross. You, next time that whole happens walk. to you, by the way, just you have to wipe your hand on the grass. No, the grass was all wet and stuff. It was, it was bad news. I just held my hand out to the side and didn't do anything with that hand for another 12 minutes. I have a Ralph poop story. This is all a little tangent. Good. But... This show's about it, about to end, guys. <laughs> so if you guys want to, and it looks like we won't be talking about this baking competition. So you guys are. How much time do we have left? We've had a good ten minutes. Okay, I want to talk about the baking competition, and I want to talk about the Target thing, and I want to talk about Ralph's poop. I was walking Ralph in the dark. I was FaceTiming a friend. I had to pick up one of Ralph's poop, but I couldn't. Instead of using the flashlight, because you have to use a flashlight at night to find the poop, I just used the FaceTime light from my phone. But I also just ended up showing them the poop close up ew yeah how did that person like that they reacted poorly (laughs) (laughs) and then i realized what was going on and i apologized okay so i'm at target trying to get these ugly sweaters and it's picked clean y'all people have come to target for christmas gear and all of the sweaters are just kind of like in a heap like men's and women's and kids and you know animal sweaters i mean it's all just in this heap kind of in the corner of the um, men's clothing section so i find myself a sweater it's clearly for a lady um and then i find nick wanted a double xl and i find there's listen i'm not necessarily a double xl right now but in, he just didn't want to have a want, tight sweater on I'm, a, I'm an xl like right at the level and i i just i wanted something super loose for yeah. the stupid night that we you were want doing. a sweater to be loose yeah i just needed it to be loose so, i wasn't going out with it I'm like looking, there's only two double XLs and one of them is clearly for a kid. 
And so I grab the other double XL. I leave, get home. Turns out it was a woman's cut. Yeah, we learned. I didn't even know women had used the term double XL. Yeah, Did they. I thought they used like two X, but maybe they used double XL. Whatever, it's the same thing. Um. So yeah, that was the charity show, and I think we had fun. I mean, you know, Nick was really funny. I enjoyed Nick oh, a great you. deal. You too. I was funny, and it was just kind of like. I don't know. I, I feel like we're really missing out on holiday like um, events, you know, because usually this time of year we have like our big Christmas extravaganza with your family where we spend like the whole day doing Christmas stuff. Um, a lot of like like comedy adjacent companies and individuals in New York will have Christmas parties. So, you know, I'm kind of like bopping around Christmas parties. Last year I had like the NPR Christmas party and the Seven Stories Press Christmas party and like Avalon Christmas party. You know, there's just like people are just out and they're mingling and it's holidays. And this felt like that to some degree, like this definitely satisfied my urge to do something holiday-ish with strangers. Yeah, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. I, I wouldn't have enjoyed attending that. It's not Agreed. the way I, I, I want to hang out. I mean, these people had to sit through us making fun of pictures of their of their uh, sweaters because that's basically what and it we, was. We were making fun of them, not their sweaters. Right. So like they I submitted called someone a virgin. Everybody submitted pictures of themselves in their ugly Christmas sweaters, and I, uh, me, Ashley, and uh, another comedian, Damien, all went through and basically roasted the sweaters and the person and all that stuff. And then after that, there was somebody who was teaching. So there was a a, a bartender or a cocktail person. Um, who was um, teaching how to make a, co- a cocktail. A holiday cocktail with leftovers. Leftovers, using leftovers. I, I, we had to like judge the competition. We didn't get to watch. But like all these people had to watch this person make a drink. It's just like I was looking Seem in the boring. windows of these things. And it's just like I know I'd be sitting there being like, I don't know how long I can hang out and watch this. Like It's a little depressing when this is your holiday party. Yeah. But I think it's more exciting because you and I were like, the entertainment for that and yeah, that makes us more us. we get more excited to do it so i'm not too sure didn't give me the oh i was at a holiday party feeling it definitely gave me like a performers performers feeling, high um which was good and uh, you know it's just like how do you do these zooms and not make everybody feel depressed you know it's 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 it is weird but it was fun for us i mean we basically uh, were hired to just call these uh, people from this charitable organization perverts for um you know about an hour uh, yeah it was great it was a lot of fun I had a lot of fun what are you guys doing for your like holiday gatherings like are they on zoom is your job having zoom happy hours we want to we want to know and by we i do mean i do i don't think nick cares but i'm highly curious as to what people are doing i'm kind of interested write us at realityblows at gmail.com now i want to get into the show you you told me we don't have that much time i want to get into this gingerbread show we watched three episodes or or i watched three episodes nick kind of came in and out um by the way we finished an entire season of big brother don't mention it at all we talked about it for a second what the hell are we We not gonna talk about that we have a we have a reality television podcast and we binge reality shows and then just don't even really talk about it what is wrong with us i think my my issue is i feel like i i'm not 
you know, unless we make a big deal of it, like we're watching this show, we'd like you to watch along with us. And that kind of, in my mind, gives us the license to talk about it. But like, there's so, it's such an obscure situation at this point. I mean, yes, it's a popular season of Big Brother, but no one's ever really reached out to us and said, I love Big Brother too. So in my mind, no one watches it. And so it's just three people being, two people being like, and then this guy said this. There's so, it's, Big Brother is so dense. Yeah. It's tough to talk about it because you're just like, want to talk about a specific moment but then you have to explain why that has any resonance in the season like because we watched this uh we watched this dan's funeral thing the other night which is apparently the biggest moment ever on big brother i had heard a lot about it and not having even seen the season ashley heard you've heard some people talk about the dan's funeral right Mm -hmm. had no concept either of us neither of us had any concept of what it was and we watched it and it was one of those things where it's like somebody's talking about like a highlight from like some sort of a show or a game or something like that where it's like oh my god it was one of the most amazing moments ever and then you watch it and you're like that was kind of cool and i kind of expected that to be my reaction to this Dan's funeral where I was like I've heard so much about it I don't exactly know what it was because I wanted to save it for when I saw it but I I know Dan we had watched the season that he won season 10 this was season 14 I kind of get how he's talked about so I imagine it was going to be something really incredible strategically and then I put the thing on rewatched the thing you and I I think it's safe to say, me and you, knowing all of that already, we're we're pretty blown away by the sequence of events that was Dan's funeral, correct? It's the best thing I've ever seen on reality television. I mean, folks, if you're interested in watching a season of Big Brother, I would just pop on 14. I think it's good enough to kind of give you what the show is about. It's a little different than normal. They do this thing with the coaches, but eventually after about you know, a couple weeks, it's just a a regular season of Big Brother with a couple of legends in the house. But uh, it's really a really good strategic show to watch. If you like, if you're into Survivor or any sort of competition shows for the strategy, the challenge, check out Big Brother season 14 because there is no hiding strategy in this season. It's a bunch of people who are playing their fucking asses off and trying to win that money. And it's not pretending like, I'm just here for the experience. No one is there for the experience. Everybody's doing everything they can to win half a million dollars. And there just happens to be this legend in the house named Dan Geesling, who at first you feel like is kind of being, you know, uh, laying low and, and not really making any waves. And I would say about halfway through, through that Big Brother season, this guy starts to make some of the most incredible, strategic, manipulative, backstabbing moves that you'll ever see on reality TV. All kind of culminating, really, with him getting to the very end, still backstabbing people who he said that he promised final twos with. I mean, it's incredible. And in the middle of that, really where the tides turn is this thing called Dan's funeral. Dan is now, his back is against the wall. He is doing everything he's going home there's no chance that he's going to get off this block i mean there's a veto to play there's ways that he could but the whole house wants him out and he's up against somebody who's never going to get voted out of this house and this guy has to spend a whole 24 hours in isolation based on a punishment that he earned during a competition and he comes out of this 24 hours of isolation with, with a harebrained scheme to stir up drama in the house so much that he can make a couple of strategic moves on the sly and get himself off the block, making the impossible possible. Will it happen? Well, he does it, and it does. And the guy gets the goddamn end of the show. It's one of the most incredible things ever. 
whatever. I mean, he has people literally in tears of joy, and then minutes later, tears of anger. And it's, and then he's cutting deals with his mortal enemy in another room while everybody is in the kitchen crying. He pulls his enemy, who's the head of household, in a bedroom, swears on a Bible, flips the entire game literally on its side, ditches his whole alliance has a new alliance, gets a person to take him off the fucking block who nobody thought was going to make a big move. He taps into a person who wants to make a big move but doesn't know when she can. Or what a big move is. And boom, lays it out, and they fucking get this guy off the block, and then he systematically takes down the rest of the house. It's unbelievable, folks. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It was, um, yeah, I, I mean, going into it, I knew that it was a big thing that was hyped uh, with fans and, and the, the show's history, the lore of Big Brother, so to speak, and yet it delivered in a way I had not anticipated. Um, now, back to this Gingerbread House show. I want to say our boy Taryn from the Rob Has a Podcast podcast. Who, yeah. He, he's, he's who get, is the lifeblood when you're watching these um, live streams every day during a season of Big Brother because he just sums it up at 11 a.m. what happened all yesterday and you don't have to watch 24 hours of live feeds. He has like a three-hour video that he did on Twitch talking about this moment. He was a live feeder at the time was watching the live feeds at the time. I can't wait to listen to it, but I did listen to the first one. And this guy, I would say, knows Big Brother more than anybody else uh, who has not played the game themselves. And he says not only is it the best Big Brother moment, he claims, and he loves reality TV. I believe he's one of these guys that wrote his like college final college paper, his thesis on reality TV. He says it's the best moment of all time. I believe it. Okay, so back to Holiday Gingerbread Showdown. Why are we watching a, talking about Let this? Let me... I spent three hours of my life last night <sighs> watching this because you demanded we watch it, and then you fell asleep. You were like, we have to talk about something holiday-ish on the podcast. Let's watch this. And then you fell asleep, and every time I would be like, Nick, are you asleep? You'd be like, no, I'm not asleep. I wasn't sleeping. And then you sleeping. would wake up for like 10 minutes and then fall asleep again. How would I have been able to respond to you if I was sleeping? Let me give my freaking opinions on this show dude i'm so about to kick your ass under this table <laughs> right, fine okay first off the hosts on the show are, are it, well, forget the host the judges on the show are incredible it's the lady from um girl meets farm or whatever incredibly charming sweet fun some guy who like knew his shit no i don't know his name i but think he, he may have it. won the competition the year before possibly he was good guy. and then most importantly was a mean old lady from australia or something who fucking judged this in a way that was like um, really compelling to watch like on the first episode this guy included like a toothpick or something and she was like never include anything inedible in your gingerbread production and it sounded like it was about to turn into like a big moment on the show where there was an argument or something but nothing happened yeah he was like okay her name is Carrie Vincent I enjoyed watching her as a host put her on more dessert uh, competition shows she knew her shit the lady did not shy away from telling it like it is she seemed like a little annoyed when people would make a mistake she's clearly holding people to a high standard she so, has a big show it seems like in australia she was like a big deal kind of like the person that would host these shows and like a big baker then she moved here she like works out of tulsa oklahoma like she has a bake shop there she like writes some 
paper or some newspaper for some newspapers out there and some does some journalism and has written like a book about it. To me, that's a very funny idea of this person was like a huge star in Australia on television and then being like, I'm going to make my way out to new, new, uh, to where we live, the United States. And then just like, doesn't get the concept that you can't just move anywhere in the United States. Just goes to Tulsa. Like, yeah, this is, I heard there's a place I can, uh, this place called Tulsa. That's where I'm going to be famous. And then getting to Tulsa and realizing that nobody is going to know who you are in Tulsa. It's just maybe her, maybe she has uh, other she business. She probably has there. relatives there or something. But She's, she's based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Really doesn't have many um, credits in the United States. Yet every time there was new competition, new competition who walked into those doors, they would see her as a judge and like cower. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I can't believe Carrie Vinson is here. It's like, I've never heard of this woman ever. Yeah. Um, people were really excited about her and I grew to love her. I really enjoyed her a great deal. Another thing about this show that's noteworthy, so many cookie designers and um, specifically gingerbread type artiste come from Pennsylvania like is that what's up with that is that just because of the Dutch and German um you know history in Pennsylvania it was interesting like every episode someone was from Pennsylvania um the next thing I'd like to mention about this show is it was fun because you got to learn like gingerbread house techniques but what was really interesting is you just got to watch people like misinterpret the theme of the competition like on one of the episodes it was um santa's most magical workshop was what you were supposed to be creating santa's most magical workshop and this guy just made this like really depressing looking factory with like smokestacks and what looked like like a nuclear uh, what are these things called a nuclear pipe or whatever reactor reactor yeah it looked like that it was like made out of candy canes and and then like you turned it around and like the back was removed and you could see the elves working in it but it was very depressing and they were like this is scary like (laughs) this isn't a magical workshop this looks like a turn of the century type you know industrial revolution people are in peril type workshop was that the one where the the elves themselves were really creepy looking no that was a different one that was the naughty and nice when the guy made like a clock and the faces were really creepy um and what was very creepy like distended like mouths and long necks and they were freaked out by the necks yeah and i was like boy that's really creepy and like he had it moving it was like mechanical and it looked like the structure looked really cool like the way he was using the candy canes were really cool and then like they cut to like the judges. They're just like, yeah, this is amazing. It's working. How magical. But those elves are disturbing. <laughs> yeah. And then my other issue with this is that in this episode, someone uh, wins. I'm just going to tell them. I'm going to tell the audience, babe. Okay. So the person who wins. I'm not sure this she's, is even was made this year. The person who wins this episode, the um, Santa's most magical workshop. They made a freaking house. Like, it's just a house. It's not a workshop. It's a beautiful Victorian dollhouse. But, like, it's not a workshop. And they won that episode. And then they won the whole show. And so that put a big distaste in my mouth. Um, Put a nasty taste in my mouth because that's not... The theme. The theme was Santa's most magical workshop. And like, yeah, the judges were like, this isn't a workshop. This is a house. But your craftsmanship is so incredible. We have to award you the thing. And I was just kind of like, nah, nah, dude. 
If you don't adhere to the theme, if you turn in your English paper and it is not on the topic assigned, you don't get an A+, no matter how good that writing is. So that pissed me off and ultimately turned me against the show. Well, that's been the show, folks. What? I have more things to say. Oh, go ahead. Do you remember last year when you and I made a gingerbread house? Yeah, it was cool. It was fun, right? The thing about gingerbread houses is the fact that you can't just like eat them. That part's annoying. And in this show, it was like it has to be ninety percent edible. It's like ninety percent. It's like well, that's because like they're using like wood. I to know hold that's bits of it up. That's fucking stupid. Uh, if it's a gingerbread house, I want to be able to eat every nut and bolt in that motherfucker. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want anything. If it's plastic, make it sugar plastic. I don't care for gingerbread houses. I also, I also don't really like gingerbread. Sorry, don't like it. <laughs> Too much ginger. (laughs) Okay, guys, that's been the show. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Have a happy holiday. We're dropping our second Patreon Patreon of December. It's going to be coming up this week, so get excited for that. And um, I think we have an episode of The Challenge. I'm sure we do. No. Yeah, because Christmas is on Friday, so Christmas Eve is Thursday, and The Challenge is Wednesday. So it'll be on the 23rd. So, uh, yeah, Thursday we'll have another uh, episode of The Challenge recap. The Double Agents, it's good. Catch up. Uh, Stay warm, stay cozy, stay safe. Bye. Bye.